Hey team, welcome to the Make It Happen Show. This is Jack DeLosa, entrepreneur, investor, and founder of The Entourage. I wanna help you make it happen. If you're a seven or an eight-figure business owner, or you're a six-figure business owner with aspirations to grow to seven or eight figures, I wanna help you expand your mindset, break through your roadblocks, and elevate every area of your life. Join me in this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn directly from me in this two-day masterclass called The Elevation. Elevated Entrepreneur Experience, where I'm going to share with you the top personal development and high performance strategies and how you can blend them in business and entrepreneurship to make you an icon of industry and to help you grow into the best version of yourself. Secure your seat now at www.the-entourage.com slash event. Now, let's get into the Make It Happen show. Fear was a huge motivator. Mm. And so to have your whole financial future and freedom on the line every single day, massive motivator. You I know, can imagine. Four kids at home, massive motivator. And this is really the key thing for businesses, particularly people watching this at every level, is no matter how much a business grows, you've got to kind of have that small business mentality. When you're small, when your things go wrong when you're small, the pain's small. When things go wrong when you're big, the pain's big. So embrace the lessons early because the um, pain is less. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Make It Happen Show. I'm Tim Morris, the CEO at The Entourage. And for this episode, I sat down and interviewed Janine Ellis for our MIH Summit earlier in the year. Now, I think everyone in Australia knows Janine. She's the founder of Boost Juice, uh, also Retail Zoo. She's also a shark on Shark Tank. And so if you're interested in business, you've definitely seen Janine around. And I think that's what made this conversation so special. She's just got so much experience. She, she's built businesses over decades in Australia. So we talk about that journey. We talk about how she stays motivated, how her role has changed. Also, we talk about the realities of building and running businesses. And so to learn from someone with so much experience, I think is just really, really special. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I think Janine just gives so much insight. So let's get into it. So Janine, thank you very much for being part of the Make It Happen Summit. It's really great to have you here. How are you going? I'm going well. Excellent. We're doing very well. It's great to be putting this on, having so many people online. Uh, So I'd love to start off with talking about I mean, you've had an amazing journey. I mean, there must have been so many milestones along that journey. But is there one time that you can remember just saying, despite anything, I'm going to make this happen? Look, there's many times that you have to make it happen. And there's many times you get roadblocks that you think that there's no answer, but you just stick with it until there is an answer because failure or no answer is not an option. I think the only thing is that, you know, when I started business you know, tw- over 20 years ago, Um, I came in incredibly naive. I didn't know what I didn't know. And that actually probably was my greatest weapon because I didn't put barriers on what I could or couldn't achieve. I just knew I had to get on and do it. So I think it was really that um, time in the early days when you went, right, juice bar, okay, business plan, right? Well, it kind of looks like a business plan, more of a marketing plan, but at at that time I had no idea what I was doing. And then you get your first store open and then you get another one open and then you sort of get the realisation that, oh, hang on, I've just signed over ooh, about $10 million worth of lease liabilities and debt. Hmm, this has to work. <laughs> so I think it was naivety got me into it and fear got me motivated. Yeah. And so do you think when you're faced with a problem like that, where it's like the only way through is through, yeah. 
How do you rally yourself to do that? Or is it just a, a sense that you have to make it happen? It, I think it's grit. Yeah. I think it really is grit because I think it's a bit like, uh, not that I've ever climbed Everest, but I could imagine there's people that go to the top and there's people that go to base camp. Mm. And the people that go to the top have to push through the pain. They have to push through the, you know, the fear, the, you know, the cold, the, all the, the, the challenges that are thrown at you to actually get to the top. And business is no different. You've actually got to, you will hit walls where you go, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And you just have to keep going no matter what. And you don't stop until there's an answer to it. Mm. And so how do, you, how do you keep yourself motivated through that, particularly over two decades? How do you keep on pushing? Look, different things motivate different people. I mean, uh, as I said before, you know, fear was a huge motivator. Mm. And so to have your whole financial future and freedom on the line every single day massive motivator you I know, can imagine four kids at home massive motivator and also your own pride you know your own um you know i'm, I'm a competitive person i mean I, I have four kids and at no point would i ever let them win at anything if i could avoid it not mind you they're beating me at most things now anyway so eventually it comes back to you but i think it's that um i think it's innate innately in you whether you have the fortitude to keep going or to give up. Mm. And so motivation, you can't you know, buy in a slot machine. You can't buy it at a supermarket. You know, motivation is something that you have to generate within. Mm -hmm. I always feel like you've got to enjoy the journey no matter how tough it is. Do you agree with that? Look, you know, of course, you know, every book is, you know, enjoy the journey and it's, yeah. not, it's not a hard journey, you know. The reality is there is times in any journey that it is shit, right, that you've gone. And I don't know where the, how it works, but it feels like that the moon goes into the wrong orbit. Mm -hmm. and, if that, and people watching this will go, ah, oh, I get this. You know, every one day will come and every single phone call, it's a negative. And you just go, oh. And then the next morning you wake up and you know, you, that deal that you've wanted has come off and the, you know, the, the girlfriend that you wanted has said yes. And all the things just work for you. And I think that that's sort of you know, basically what business is. Yeah, yeah, overcoming the times where everything's going against you and you're like, enjoy the journey, but then actually it all comes good. Yeah, and I don't think you have to always enjoy the journey. I yeah. think the thing that I did wrong in, in my business uh, career was I didn't stop and celebrate the successes enough. Because I was so, I was so, not hard on myself, but I was so like, you know, happy that it goes, you know, if I put a plan in to open 20 stores and I achieve 20 stores, I think, okay, well, that was what I was meant to do. Instead of going, actually stop and celebrate the fact that you got to that number and you're still around, celebrate it, stop, pause, actually enjoy the moments because you know what, in business there's enough, enough crappy moments that don't let the good moments go. Yeah, I think that's re really important because entrepreneurs are like that. It's like you set yourself a goal and when you achieve it, it's straight away onto the next goal, straight away onto the next goal. So stop, savour it, enjoy it, then set the next goal. Yeah, and I think even with your teams too because you know, in some respects as you know, entrepreneurs and business people, we go, um, we, are pay we pay you to you know, achieve your goal, right? You achieve your role and you know, sometimes they achieve it and you go and they go well you didn't even say thank you it's like well that's your job like it's it's also probably acknowledging your team as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and i think that because we're harsh on, harsh on ourselves we tend to have higher expectations of other people too so it's just you know trying to you know navigate your way through you know you've got to have the eq 
to be able to deal with people. You've got to have the analytical to work out your numbers and then you have to have the creative to make sure that you're constantly evolving your business to be amazing. Has there ever been a time or is there a time that stands out the most, because I'm sure there's been many, where you've just no matter what you've tried, you just couldn't make it happen? Is there an opportunity or a situation that's just the one that got away? The answer is yes and no. So I'm a person that I will stay at a problem until I get my answer. I'm a bull with a bull at a gate, mm -hmm. right? So I have to, I have to get an yes mm -hmm. until there really is no no, right? Yeah. And so I don't care how long it takes me. I just will keep at it until I annoy everybody on the planet. But equally, um, you know, there's been brands that we've launched through, through Retail Zoo, particularly in the early days. There was a salad brand called Tosses. There was a number of brands that you know we've had a go at and failed. Mm. And I think at some point you've got to, I'm a hand on my heart type person. So hand on my heart, how do I believe I've done everything I can to achieve this? Mm. And the answer is yes. I go, right, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. If the answer is no, then I've got to keep going because <laughs> I, then I can't put my hand on my heart and say I've tried everything. Yeah, I, I get the impression you wouldn't get to that no. You just keep on going, keep on going, keep well, on going. Well, I think, you'll, I think people also watching this will get this as well because the amount of times your, your team comes to you and says, I try to call them, I hate the word try, I hate it. Because I'd rather than just do not try, don't try, just do it. Um, I tried to call them, but they won't call me back or whatever. And I would get them to sit there and I would pick the phone up and I would be on the phone and I would make it happen. And I've never not made whatever ha they couldn't do happen. And so again, that again, I use it as a educational piece was you called them once, call them 12 times. You know, if you get 12 no's, then wait for 15 no's. If you get 15, do 40 no's. Like, failure is not an option. Yeah. Actually, I'd love to touch on your team a little bit more there. So, uh, over the two decades, have you had a, a core team that's come with you or how has it expanded and evolved through that time? I look, at the very start, 20 years ago, it was a team of, there was four of us, four women, and all of us were learning on the way. There was a you know, a young accountant, there was a young lawyer, and there was a, and they were all in their 20s. And I was, I think, just over 30. And it was an amazing dynamic team. You know, we, what I loved about all of us is that we knew what we didn't know and we were really determined to source out experts, you know, at that time, you know, all the grey hair guys, to actually give us the advice to make sure we're on the right, right path. None of us were arrogant enough to know we knew it, but we're all determined to actually make it work. And, you know, those, those, times were probably my fondest times because it was that you know it was that war room and you know pizzas at night because you know we were working so late it was the you know overnight deals that we spent literally you know overnight and you know waking up not even waking up just still working and seeing the sunrise and you're still negotiating a deal you know all those things with your team were extraordinary and the reality is, you know, people come in, in and out of your life. You know, all those women now are, you know, married, children, you know, one works for a senior lawyer at the ACCC, you know, another woman's a, a CFO from a major corporation and the other woman runs her own business. You know, mm -hmm. they're all incredibly dynamic women who have moved on from their journey. But that period of time, which was probably about seven years that we were together, was a team, a time that none of us will forget and time that you know, we built a business you know, together. But you know, the other thing is businesses evolve and you need different people with different skills at different times. You know, you know, retail zoos at a time where it's a bigger business. Mm -hmm. So it needs people with that experience with a different type of business. But also the key thing, and this is really the key thing for businesses, particularly people watching this at every level is 
no matter how much a business grows, you've got to kind of have that small business mentality. You know, and you look at you know Jeff Bezos with um, Amazon or any or Flight Center or any of those big companies that have grown. That ability to maintain that smallness, mm -hmm. to be you know, profit culture and people culture, and and not just become this huge entity mm -hmm. that is a bit soulless. And also the, uh, the innovation side as well. I mean, that's, that's what Amazon's so fantastic at, is keeping that young, dynamic, we're doing new things all the time. Yeah. Can't let that get killed through the bureaucracy. Yes, and look, it's sometimes hard because quite often a entrepreneur, and actually personally my view of an entrepreneur is that they are some of the worst business people you can possibly come across. And the reason that is that, and maybe that, that word entrepreneur is probably the wrong entrepreneur, wrong name, is that a true entrepreneur is someone that goes, I have this idea, I'm passionate about it, I'm going to, great, it's fantastic, it's going to be amazing, oh, bright light. Mm. I'll get back to that because this is more exciting. Yeah. It's that ability to be that entrepreneurial spirit, to really want to create that and mm. be passionate about it, but then either have that ability in yourself or hire that ability for people to come in under it yeah. to make sure the nuts and bolts are tight. That's a, that's a really classic pairing that we see with a lot of our uh, more advanced business owners. You've got the, the entrepreneurs, all about dynamics and, and really trailblazing, and they have a really good right-hand man or woman there that's, that's the integrator saying, okay, I'm actually going to keep all these plates spinning and, and get the engine running so that the entrepreneur can keep on pursuing those bright, shiny things. I think that pairing um, is challenging, but when it works, it's, it's fantastic. So do you, have, do you have those right and left-hand people supporting you? Look, you know, certainly in the times when I was, you know, smack in the middle of, you know, the, the, the growth of the business. I mean, we opened 100 stores in four years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, then definitely that combination, whether it was good luck or, or good planning, I'm not sure, but that combination of those four women were really complimentary, like mm. very, very complimentary. But the other thing I've, I was fortunate enough to do is um, marry my yang to my yeah. ying. And I think that, um, you know, if you surround yourself with great people, I happen to marry one, but he's very different to me. He's completely juxtaposed to, to how I think. And by, but complementary in other ways, in the sense that we have the same view on, you know, profit and culture and people, but the way we approach things is very different. So for example, his leadership style is a really long rope mm -hmm. and then pull it in if, if needed. My leadership style is a really short rope mm -hmm so I can actually help guide them to be the best they can be and then let it out. Mm. So it depends on what it is. I find my way is less risky because what you find with your team is that they tend to not want to disappoint you, so they kind of fudge through it. Mm. But if you keep a closer look on them, you can closer eye on them, you can actually help see their weaknesses and guide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love how you mentioned that there's like a clear overlap though between, it's like you can't have yin and yang, I suppose, at two completely opposite no. ends of the spectrum. There needs to be a commonality in the middle. For, I suppose in any partnership, really business, life, all of it. Uh, and so the team today, right? So you've got your retail zoo, which is um, the umbrella business for a, a whole a suite of brands. Yep. Um, how many people are in that entire team? Oh, look, you know, Retail Zoo now, I mean, overall, the whole business itself you know, hires over 10,000 people. Wow. Um, I think we hire ourselves, you know, probably a couple of thousand in that. Mm -hmm. um, the end of the day, though, you know, I've got a you know, team, a CEO run by a, a Canadian uh, born a gentleman called Nishad who runs the business now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a chairman. So right now I have a phenomenal team that, you know, means that I can sort of, you know, pop in and, and I may not agree with 
everything, but it's, you know, it's a bit like kids, you know, you have, when they're young, they're needy, you need them 24 seven because they can't survive without you. But as the business evolves, the business should be a point where you put systems and processes and people in place, mm. where you, you should be a, a spectator and a mentor, not the doer. Yeah. Hey team, it's Jack again. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Make It Happen Show. If you're a business owner who wants to elevate every area of your life, you want to create a vision for your life so compelling that you're literally pulled towards it. You want to create a roadmap that not only ensures you're showing up every day as your best self, but your experience of life is one of fulfillment, happiness, and success. Then you have to join me at the Elevated Entrepreneur Experience. Head to www.the-entourage.com event, and I look forward to seeing you there. Now, let's get back to the show. So I think that journey for a business owner and entrepreneur is really challenging from being intimately involved in every single part of the business to starting to build some structures and some systems under them that can relieve some of that responsibility. How did you go along that journey? Is there, is there a moment that you remember really proactively trying to step up and out? Look, the, one of the key challenges, and you'll speak to anyone who's had a business of any sort of length of time, of the absolute horror stories of when the founder or the person, the entrepreneur, steps away from the business and allows other people to run it, and the disasters that happens. Uh, but we can't be deterred by that, mm-hmm. you know, because you will find the right person. And I go back to what I said before as having a a short rope, make it longer. Mm. You know, I find potentially some of the best successes in is succession planning, mm-hmm. is, you know, hiring really quality people that eventually will take over the business. Yeah. And then if you have a really good team of people that uh, are running the business, then at some point you then can look at an external one, which brings in new ideas and, and new thought processes and new contacts into the business because there's already this really solid structure. Yeah. So it, it's so I think succession planning is probably the, the best answer because you know what you're getting. Because yeah. quite ha- what happens with um, particularly some senior CEOs out there, they're wonderful at uh, the gift of the gab. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. wonderful at telling you all the things that are going right. And they're also very, very clever of hiding a lot of things that are going wrong. And often um, it's only when they leave that you sort of you know, find out all the disasters that have mm-hmm. let you. And, and to be honest, if you get someone in wrong, for every year that they're there doing it wrong, it takes three years to get it, to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's why I'm a bit more of a fan of, you know, that shorter rope making, in, in a lot, making it longer than the other way around. Yeah. Um, but I think that right now, anyone who's looking at this has got a business, should always be looking at who is my next person. Mm-hmm. I think the... Sometimes it depends on the personality style. Some people simply just hire people that just are doers, mm-hmm. you know, and there's this massive uh, skills gap between them and the next person. And you need to be really conscious about hiring people smarter than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly going, who is the person? Who am I doing? All right, that's the person or these are the three people. How do I help train them mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, how do I keep them involved with everything I do so that they can then take over? Yeah. And, you know, things like, you know, invite them into all the meetings and you see how they contribute. You're always watching, you know, you're always going, how do I do myself out of a job? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that should be your goal every year is do yourself out of a job. Yeah. So you've been, um, you've been regarded as really changing business. And I think it's probably because of this tenacity, right? You just go at it. But what, um, how do you think you've changed business or what changes have you made in your business as things have evolved? I don't think I have made, I can say to you, okay, I've made, at this point I made a change, at this point I made a change, at that point I made a change. 
I'd like to think that every single day that I get up and do business, there's an evolution of how do I do it better? Mm-hmm. And it's that view of if there's a better way, I will find it. Mm-hmm. And so I was a, a real embracer of any technology that could make my life easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was also that ability of need too. I mean, I had three little kids at home. I was, you know, my husband worked full time in a high executive position. And so I didn't have a wife or any support to help me. So I had to find ways and efficiencies to make it, make it happen. And even now, uh, you know, I'm, you know, love any technology I want to jump on to find out how to do it better. I'm constantly looking overseas to see if they're doing something better. I'm mm. constantly a customer of our, our competitors to see what they're doing. Like, you've got to have that curious mind to go, you know, if there's a better way, we'll find it. We recently came across this guy and um, he, he, he was turned around and said to me, he goes, we were hiring this other woman and, and he said, um, oh, another person with new, with new ideas, great. And I went, no, in actual fact, our great ideas come from all sorts of places. You've just got to listen. I mean, we're also in an era where, you know, basically 20 years ago, it was, oh, yes, the senior people have all the answers because they've got all the life experiences. Well, I love the fact that, you know, the 45 pluses are now going, oh, great, a 20-year-old, they can help me. So not just ideas coming up through Boost and Retail Zoo, but you've also seen tons of pitches in your time. What are the key ingredients there that you look for to think that this has really got legs? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, first and foremost, does the product appeal to the consumer, right? At the end of the day, have they asked the consumer? And also, has the consumer told them with their wallet Mm -hmm. that they want the product, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, does that work? You know, does the business model work, right? Is their margins right? You know, because if it's a really thin margin, you go, okay, you need volume. How do I see volume? So you, you do the business side, but there's the other side, which is in some respects even more important, which is the emotional intelligence side, which mm-hmm. is has that person got what it takes or the grit to be able to push through adversity? Mm-hmm. Because one thing guaranteed is in business, you will have a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, you will have a world pandemic, you will have competitors, you will have suppliers that don't you know, turn up at the right time or the product is faulty or, or a million other things that will go wrong in business. And have they got the fortitude and grit to push through and get to the other end? Mm. And that's nearly more important than the product because every product will have its challenges, every business will have its challenges, but have you got the grit to just keep going? Yeah, and it's circling right back to what we talked about earlier on, the na- naivety as well. Like so, so grit and naivety and be starry-eyed optimism yeah. to just keep pushing through. Um, I mean, you touched on global pandemic. None of us saw that coming. And no. in your sector, particularly retail hospitality, that's it's been very, very adversely affected. What have been some of the strategies that you have employed to keep on pushing through that? Look, you know, I don't think that you can even have a strategy when something like that happens. You mm-hmm. sort of, you just sort of basically. You know, you go from a conversation of saying, um, what's the growth of the business, what's our profit, to cash preservation is the new, was the new term yeah. during that period. How do we get to the other side and still be there, right? That was sort of the, the conversation that everyone was having at the time, you know, and at the start, you know, no one knew that there was going to be a JobKeeper or there was, we didn't know how to deal with re- rentals. We just thought that, you know, we're going to have to deal with it and have this massive legal battle, battle at the other end. So to have that clarity come through was... Yeah was you know brilliant um but i think with with that was just having 
taking a step back to getting the right people, those real young guns, mm -hmm. and having the team of people around the room to go, okay, what about challenges and what do we need to fix today? Now, if you're the leader that it's you and then the massive gap and then underlings, mm -hmm. then you're not going to get the best outcome because it's really that team of great thinkers and people who've got, got in different backgrounds of experience that will sit around and help you come to that solution. Mm -hmm. So it's, it really gets down to the team sitting around going, hey, um, we think this, yep, but did you consider that? Oh, no, no, didn't consider that. All right, well, that's a good idea, but now it's a great idea. So it's, so, but it gets down to, you know, having a great team in the first place. Mm. I think the silver lining of going through that kind of scenario, and it's so great that you, if you have a team that can help you work through the challenge, but the silver lining out of it is businesses that make it through are much stronger. And, and every, every business owner at some point needs to worry about cash. Right? And, and you don't really worry about it until you have to worry about it. And, and going through a situation where you're like, all right, we've got to do the plan and we've got to figure out how to make it through. On the other side, the business is much stronger. Do you feel like that's the scenario across, across all the retail zoo businesses? I think um, everyone I've spoken to in business, to be honest, have said that uh, they didn't realise how lazy their business was and lazy their balance sheet and their profit was. Mm. So for them to actually stop, because people get so busy in driving sales, suddenly there's no sales. Gee, what do you need to focus on? You need to focus on the expenses. And then when you're looking at every single line item, suddenly, mm. you know, do you need that? Do you need a big office? Do you need a big photocopy machine? Do you need, you know, suddenly your annual leave's bigger than what you thought? Mm. You know, like, so it was actually, it's only when you go do line by line, which to be honest, you should be doing that anyway. But, you know, in Australia, you know, we're lucky and lazy in mm. some respects. And I think that, you know, COVID in business has made us very not lazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that also there's many businesses I've spoken to who have really gone to the next level and, and evolved their business and have, they've got these tools and uh, business avenues that they never had pre-COVID. Mm. So when they actually come back to, you know, life, they're going to be bigger, better, stronger. Yeah, the new normal, which is a better business and doing different things. Um, and I'd love to just really touch on this as we finish up, it's like if you think back over your journey, what are the key lessons you think you've learned? Are there, are there one or two that you're like, a yeah, hard one lesson, but I think every single business owner needs to know that? Look, the best lessons are the ones when, when things go pear-shaped, really. I mean, you know, when people say to me, Janine, tell me all the things that went wrong, I think, oh God, I can't think of them all because there's so many and you know, we'd be here for 12 years if I tell you all the things that went wrong. But even then, in a mindset, I don't look back at them and go, it was wrong. Mm. Because in actual fact, if it wasn't for, you know, that poor hire, then I probably wouldn't hire as well right now. Or that poor decision on the site taught me not to, to teach that, you know, pick sites like that before. Or, you know, all the millions of things or that trademark that I should have renewed and I forgot to. Or whatever the millions of things you do. So in actual fact, nothing that went wrong in my mind was a negative because without that, the business wouldn't be where it is today. Mm. And I wouldn't be able to have this pot of experience to be able to go, that's okay, that's happened before, this is a solution. Because, you know, it, it is nearly groundhog. Oh, you know, this is happening. Someone's suing you for something or someone's not paying for something or, you know, whatever happens, you've been there before. So don't see, even though it's pretty hard at the time when you get hit by something that's really you know, scary or negative. Don't see it as a negative. Learn from it. That's actually when it's a negative. It's a negative when you don't have any learnings from it. I think the, the 
key lessons are that don't see things that go wrong as a negative. And it's, and it's easy to say because when things go wrong, it, you can't sleep at night. And, but it's only wrong if you do the, the mistake twice. You know, really, you find out what, you, what went wrong, how do you avoid it in the future? And because it's only those things that have gone wrong for me that's enabled me to be where I am today mm -hmm. or the business where it is today. But also you can recognise quicker when things go wrong. I think the other thing is when you're small, when your things go wrong when you're small, the pain's small. Mm -hmm. When things go wrong when you're big, the pain's big. Mm. So embrace the lessons early because the um, pain is less. So I think those are, are brilliant lessons for every business owner, particularly as, as they're getting bigger. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe that's where we'll, we'll finish up, talking about getting bigger and, and getting yourself out of the day-to-day -day of the business. What, what are you, what's your key inspirations or guidance for a business owner that wants to do that? I think the key thing is, as the business gets bigger, find out how to make it feel like it's smaller. Mm. You, know, you know, break it into smaller lots. I think that's really important. But I think one of the challenges that we all have is how do we... Um, you know, pull ourselves out of the business. And the reality is you probably shouldn't, while you have your equity in there, be completely out of it, mm. right? But there is elements that you can pass on to people who are better than you at things. You know, you might have, you might have your superpower, right? So if it, whatever that superpower is, you might be the creative or you might be the analytical or you might be the creator, whatever that is. But stick with that and make sure you hire the best you can possibly afford in the other areas. Mm -hmm. um, I also believe that, you know, quite often entrepreneurs pass their business on to their accountant or the analytical person of the brain. Sometimes I think that's a mistake mm -hmm. because what makes a business grow is that entrepreneurial creativity. But also what makes businesses fail is too much of that entrepreneurial creativity. So as I said, really hire great people. Mm -hmm. And what that will allow you to do is, it'll allow you, it will allow you to not be consumed by things that you're not that good at. Mm -hmm. And it means you can actually really focus on what makes the business great mm -hmm. is the things that you're great at. So I'm not saying that, I don't think any of us entrepreneurs want to actually ever leave our business. I mean, I don't know, I mean, who wants to retire for God's sake? You know, like seriously, but, you need to have a business that has such great people that it makes you the best you can be. Mm. And also means that you can go to Europe for three months and the business will be fine. In actual mm. fact, it'll be better than fine. So, you know, really it's about people and the quality of the people and don't settle for mediocrity. Yeah. So Janine, I think, I think that's a really inspirational message. I mean, the thing that I've taken from that is that it lets the entrepreneur really keep their passion for the business, which is something you clearly have done. So I've, I've loved having you on, loved having the conversation. There's some great lessons here. Uh, most importantly for myself and everyone listening, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Make It Happen Show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And it doesn't need to end there. We've actually gone and grabbed a whole bunch of extra resources for you. Behind the scenes footage, videos from this and all the other episodes, as well as show notes that you can grab for free. Just head along to www.the-entourage.com slash podcast and you can grab all those extra resources. Thanks for tuning in and I cannot wait to introduce you to our next guest on the next episode.